You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Glenn Perkins was a first-round draft choice of the Twins out of the University of Minnesota in 2004. Signed with the Twins, uh, went to the minor leagues, and then was in his first professional spring training in 2005. Minor league camp down here in Fort Myers. Thirteen years later, he's back in Minnesota, and not being in camp is off to a bad start, I understand, for the Perkins clan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we had a little mishap yesterday. Uh, uh, my wife's been trying to get into snowboarding a little bit. Uh, she was training for our trip to Jackson Hole next month to okay. do a little snowboarding, and uh, she's out now. So we're going to go, and I think I'm going to have to leave her at the uh, chalet one day and, and hit the slopes myself. So, uh, yeah, I got off to a little bumpy start, but uh, she's doing okay now. Where uh, where were you uh, snowboarding? Oh, just over Buck Hill, or where? Yeah, the, the Bunny Hill at Buck, and she decided she wanted to go to the top and try it out. Uh, it didn't Uh-oh. go so well, so. So we have <laughs> a little we have a little back issue that's going to take some healing time, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. She's uh, she needs to be standing up or laying on her side right now, which uh, it's, it sounds horrible. And uh, <laughs> glad it wasn't me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she's she's tough. I tell you what, she fell down and and. and Laid there for a minute, and I actually got up close to running, and we went one more time. And, uh, really? She fell again. Yeah, she fell again on it, and <laughs> then she knew that she was done. So uh, we'll try again next year. So uh, it's, uh, it's a different uh, – I was in the clubhouse today, man. There's about uh, 20 new people around, and it's, uh, it's a different vibe. Uh, did, was this uh, – the clubhouse part of it's probably what you missed the most, huh? Yeah, I will. And I think, yeah, you know, I, I had talked to Rob, the, the equipment guy, uh, the other day, and, you know, he said that it's different with me not there, and it's it's definitely different not being there for that. Um, I'm not going to miss baseball. I know that. I, I had enough playing, but being around the guys and that, and I think in time I'll be able to spend a little more time in there and with them. So I'll still get a taste of that. But uh, it's, it's nice to be home. I mean, especially on a day like today when it's 45 degrees, I'm not complaining. But, yeah, I think I'll miss that in the clubhouse and the, and the fun that they're having. But, you got to move on, man. Everybody moves on. The game keeps going, and, and you just drop out, and new people come in. The uh, fishing boat still down here. Is it going to get any work this spring or not? The fishing boat doesn't get any work. I'm taking time off. After last summer, I think I got floored out. So, uh, <laughs> oh, that's I'm right. Gonna take a, I'm going to take a little break from that. I think I caught all the fish. So I'm going to let them uh, draw another year, and I'll get back down there at some point. But we're going to take this one off and, and just enjoy being home. Well, and the, your girls now are at a point where they got a lot of activities. They can't just get up and come down to Fort Myers and enjoy the little place, the place you have down here. No, no, with school and then with hockey. Uh, hockey's keeping us busy. We're actually on the way to hockey right now. We were there last night. It's almost every night, so that keeps us busy. And yeah, it's just it gets harder and harder to be done. And uh, it was getting hard. I mean, they didn't spend a whole lot of time down there last spring, and, and hardly at all in the summer when I was down there. It's just they got stuff going on, so. Um, you know, it's good that, that I get to be here and get to be a part of it. And I'm just kind of being a school bus for him, but it's all good. Hey, which of your daughters is the hockey player? My younger one is the hockey player. She's nine. 
She's not. What's her name? That's Lila. Okay, and uh, she's she's into it hard. My uh, granddaughter, my grandkids are both playing out in Woodbury, and she's into it hard, is she? Oh yeah, yeah. We we, we go uh, we go pretty much around the around the year around the calendar. So um, it's uh, she's wrapping up this season here in a couple of weeks, and then the summer season starts, and then it goes into the fall season three, and then right back into it. So it never ends, and, and as long as she likes it, I'm happy to be a part of it. Hey, tell me about the uh, hockey rink you uh, built out there. Well, we had a three-sided barn, and uh, it, it, I when I when we had bought the place, it, it was kind of decrepit, and it was all overgrown with weeds and all that, and I thought we had to take it down, and we cleaned it out and, and saw that it would be a sweet spot for a rink, and then it just, <laughs> last year we had a little one, and, and then it just kind of grew from there. We put in a warming house, we put in a little heated bar down there, and then I did, that. We, got, we got it painted with concrete, and I painted that, and, and ended up putting boards up, and it just kind of snowballed from there, so... It's, it's fun, though. I mean, it, it gives me something to do and keeping the ice good and uh, all that, kind of being a league manager. So it's fun. I mean, it, it's really cool. I had my buddies, you know, high school buddies out on Sunday. We played three-on-three three out there. and So it's, it's big enough for us. It's awesome for the kids. It's a perfect place for the kids. So they have a lot of fun down there. Now, uh, the 45 degrees, uh, you don't have refrigeration, I hope. So uh, you, the 45 degrees, you're going to be running out of ice here pretty soon? Yeah, I got, there's about four inches of ice in there, so, I mean, the, the, I guess the good thing for the rink is that it's going to be, like, zero, like, tomorrow night, so okay. it'll all freeze back up, so I got everything sealed up, it holds water, and so it'll, it's a little wet, I checked it today, it's a little wet, but by by tomorrow night, it'll be fully ready to go again, and it, it's kind of a freeze Zamboni for me when, it, when the top melts and then refreezes, so I don't mind it. Glenn Perkins is with us. So, uh, what uh, you didn't play hockey at all as, as even as a kid, right? No, I didn't. Uh, my wife, my wife, and so I was coach Lakeville South for ten years, from six to sixteen. And uh, so he was there, the hockey people, and you know our kids weren't into it. My older daughter didn't want to play at all, and then all of a sudden one fall, Lila said she wanted to play, so we signed her up for U eight, and uh, one thing led to another, and now we're at the rink every day. All right, so uh, the Twins, uh, you, you of course, were injured dang near the whole year last year. Uh, they had kind of a bounce-back season. What is your uh, what is your expectation? I, I mean, I, you know, hopefully that the, the guys that kind of showed uh, some improvement in cap, and I think Rosario had a great year, Bucks, and what he did, especially as the season wore on, if those guys can continue that and continue to get better, obviously they need some pitching. I think everybody knows that, so. I think they'll address that at some point here, but I like what they did with the bullpen. They got a lot of arms down there, and they're going to be able to run Reed out whenever they want and, and Hildy out whenever they want and Booth. So they got some good arms, and I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, you just never know. I, I think that we we had some pretty good expectations going into 2016, and it didn't work out. So yeah, you can't and no, really, you got to you, you temper the expectations. And, you know, I, I think that everyone's saying they're a 500 or so team, so you got to have some bounces, some things go your way. and. I think they'll be there in the end at Meaningful Baseball in September for sure. Uh, you once told me that Eddie Rosario was among your favorite ever teammates. I don't know if the public, uh, you know, you don't see that personality uh, uh, out on the field that much, but uh, I think uh, I think we finally have gained an appreciation for him. Yeah, I think he can do some things that not a lot of guys can do with the way he plays the outfield and throws the ball and then what he does that. What he does at uh, at the play, just the, the things that he can hit. I mean, the, the pitches yes. that he can hit and the, the covers <laughs> that he has. I mean, he he can he can swing it. And uh, you know, I think as the season went on last year, he showed a lot more plate discipline, which I think was the one thing with him where it was 
it was a three pitch at bat and it was either going to be a hit or an out. And, uh, he showed a little bit more and had a little bit more patience and it was fun to watch him. And it was fun, really fun to watch Byron. I mean, that's, I think as much as anything is I'll be excited to watch him on TV this year and, uh, see what he does every time he goes up. Uh, and, uh, you've, uh, you, you played with, uh, I mean, you were, you saw Tory, you saw, uh, Kirby, uh, you ever, the, nobody's, none of the, none of them have played center field like this kid. No, nobody's, nobody's ever played center field like he does. I don't, I don't think, I mean, going back as far as I've been watching baseball, there's been nothing like that. I mean, there's catches he makes that, that, that are routine that other guys are diving for other guys don't get to. And then I mean, I think his, his highlight plays are plays that, I mean, you saw, I think they do the stunt casting with the, with the fielding and all that. And I mean, he's making, he's making plays that the guys just, they have no chance and, and he gets to them and makes the plays and diving on the warning track. You just hope he stays healthy. He's not afraid of the wall, which is a good thing, but it can be a bad thing if he goes in too hard sometimes. Uh, you seem to be uh, just in casual conversation, a fan of the approach that this new administration's taking to baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, they're they're building the minor league system. They're they're building out their just player development and all the people that they've hired. And I mean, even watching, uh, you know, I saw some pictures today from the guys throwing uh, bullpens, and you see like like four or five extra people back there that just are going to have opinions and be able to relay stuff back up to those guys. And, and I think the more eyes, the more bodies you have, the better off you're going to be. I mean, the, the teams that have had success have the most people working for them, and, and I think Derek and Thad realize that, and, and they're starting with that. and, and it's going to be fun to see where this team goes in the next few years. Once kind of once they get their people in and, and, and they get their uh, brand of baseball on the field, it, it's going to be exciting. Well, uh, thanks, Perky, and uh, tell your bride that she might not be the athlete she thought she was. Huh? <laughs> I'll do that, Pat. <laughs> All right. Best of luck to her, and uh, uh, we'll see you back home. All right, Pat. All right. Uh, Glenn Perkins, uh, Twins uh, three-time All-Star. And uh, now not in uh, not in a baseball camp for the first time since 2005. Uh, it's got to be quite a change in a lifestyle, wouldn't you say, Manny? Yeah, it's got to be uh, quite the adjustment after so many years of being in the game like that. Patrick, I really wanted to jump in there and completely throw a monkey wrench in your conversation to talk to Glenn about his barn. He's been doing a serious remodel job on one of his barns and putting a wood shop in. Oh well, yeah, he does. He's a wood shop guy. He's yeah. a beer maker, and his yeah. other big thing he's into now is smoked meats. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a, a Minnesotan man. He's, he's a, a yeah, guy. Man. He's a guy's <laughs> guy. And we both have barn projects, and it's uh, we both have the same kind of barn. So I, I could sit and talk to him for about five hours about barns. And he will uh, he'll catch a fish or kill an animal too yeah. if he gets an yeah. opportunity. He's a and he's, solid upstanding Minnesotan. <laughs> yes. Yep. yes, he is. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for him, he's got the most Minnesotan thing ever. He's got a kid in hockey now that yeah. will dominate his <laughs> dominate his life until she's done playing hockey. So. Yep. And I think the other one is a, a runner and the older one is I know she's a runner uh, like Alicia is and also uh, she's probably in dance or someday. And that's got to like be that. a lot cheaper though. What do you buy? Shoes. That's it, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah shoes. Yeah, and then you got a road there. What the hell, you know? So it's uh, good. But yeah, he's got, I think he got himself a hundred and some acres out there in the in the in the uh, far south now, so that's, he, that's he can a, go in his own back year, yard and uh, maybe uh, take care of a, a little hunk of venison if he wants. Everything uh, an American should have right there, <laughs> he has it. <laughs>
All right, uh, we uh, shall return. This is the Ride with Ricey, Sports Person of the Day, coming up. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. You know, honestly, I'm here to talk about the Olympics, not, you know, gossip, so... Um, but uh, I don't think so. I am who I am, and I'm, and I'm proud of who I am, and my friends, you know, love me and vouch for me, and, uh, and I, I, I think that uh, stands, stands on its own, so. That is the flying tomato, Sean White, who uh, this morning over in uh, uh, North, uh, South Korea, let's, let's say, get that straight, South Korea, he uh, won his third uh, gold medal in the half pipe. And what's amazing about it, they have not come consecutively. He uh, won in uh, 2000, uh, what, six, ten, and then he in, finished fourth in Sochi. Uh, didn't medal and kind of went home as he's over the hill. It's all over for the flying tomato. And he comes back and wins with a fantastic performance. Uh, for his third gold medal in the Olympics. And then, uh, unfortunately for him, he is tied up in one of these uh, situations where he has been accused of sexual misconduct. Uh, a former member of his band, and I get called bad things, and I got to admit I haven't heard a lot of their music. How about you, Manny? Do you have bad things on your uh, iPod? Uh Sean no. White's band. I didn't think. He no, did. I don't. I don't. Well, I've never even heard it at all. A, a young lady who was in the band with him accused him of uh, frequent uh, sexual harassment, and also among the things he kept telling her that she should dress more provocatively and get her hair cut. And I don't know if he's been accused of blatant stuff. Apparently, uh, they have reached a settlement. The lawsuit is off the board. But he was in this uh, environment right now, even when you win a gold medal in the Olympics, uh, most of the questions are going to be asked about uh, what your sexual behavior of the past and whether there's anything to it. And then in that little clip we played there, he said today uh, when he was asked about it right off the bat, he said, I'm here to talk about the Olympics, not gossip or stuff. And then he had to apologize later i guess he went on the today show to apologize later and say uh, he apologized for referring to these accusations as gossip so uh he had to do that but the flying tomato uh now this is uh the half pipe was not introduced till 2002 in uh salt lake city and while it's uh kind of a you know an x games event it's it's also one of the more exciting things you get to see in the Olympic Games, the Winter Olympics, uh, it uh, because these people are doing amazing things, jumping up in the air and, and flying around in this uh, in this uh, whatever it is uh, tube, and uh, the Sean White will uh, probably go down as one of the great uh, uh, Winter Olympic athletes in U.S. history. He and uh, the uh, He's only the second uh, athlete to uh, to uh, get three gold medals in a Winter Olympic Games for the United States. So uh, uh, now I've told you, uh, Manny, that uh, when I first went up the hill to see Halfpipe 
in 2002 and went up to it was up at Park City all mm-hmm. all these events and I uh, uh was basically walking in completely as a novice right <laughs> okay. didn't have any idea what I was getting into and let's see 2002 I would have been 15 years ago so I would have been 50 late 50s okay 56 or 7 and you know full figured and and there was some media like me up there covering it, trying to cover this thing, mm-hmm. and they knew as much about it as I did, right? And and then there were these young guys who were from, who'd gotten credentials, who were from magazines devoted to uh, snowboarding and and all all the X Games type sports, and uh, and the crowd was just fifteen thousand kids. 20 and under and they were insane mm. they they tony hawk came by and they all went fruitcake <laughs> and of course i had to say who's tony hawk <laughs> you know <laughs> and he's the willie mays of of uh yeah. of snowboarding of trick snowboarding and uh uh so but there was this kid i had wound up sitting next to this kid and this kid was all pierced out and he had Long hair on one side of his head, long black, really dyed black hair on one side of his head, and the other side of his head was shaved, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he had a mustache, kind of almost a Hitler-like mustache, and one half of the mustache, there was it was only a half of a mustache. So on the, on the side opposite of where he had hair, there was no mustache, and on the side where he didn't have hair there was a half a mustache there a little mustache there so it was a different look than i was used to but i finally said to him i said hey what the hell's going on here what am i watching and he was great he was a hell of a guy he was like 22 years old looking at this fat ass from full who didn't know what he was watching (laughs) and the kid was great and he basically guided me through the whole thing and uh, allowed me to write what I, I really enjoyed the column I wrote because the U.S. went one, two, and three in it. And uh, and then they brought them down to the uh, media center. And I can't remember who the three guys were, but the one guy I loved was Danny Cass because he, he couldn't have been more bored with talking. To, you know, in his, in his Olympic uniform that they made in the U.S. Olympic Uni, they made him wear and the whole thing. And it was... Uh, it was the half pipe's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because the the crowd is young and just so damn enthused. It was unbelievable, and Sean White is certainly a hero of that crowd. That is for sure, and he got his third gold medal today. And I bet uh, he gets his. Used to be figure skating and got all the great ratings. I bet this guy gets as good a ratings as anybody uh, for the Olympics when he uh, goes and uh, wins another gold medal. So today's, so how about that? In one day, Manny, mm-hmm. you get a gold medal, you get your third gold medal at the Olympics, and you're first sports, sports person, person of the, the day. day. And Joe, Joe was in on this because the first thing he asked me today was, did you see Sean White? So uh, <laughs> Joe was, Joe was so, all so over So the this. mayor can take credit for this one today. Especially. Yes, the mayor, we consulted, and, uh, and Sean White is the sports person of the day. We shall return Jess Myers in for the hockey half hour. We'll talk a little Slovenia.
Give us 30 minutes and we'll give you everything comes. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is like that. Jess Myers now joins the Ride with Royce for this edition of the Hockey Half Hour. Jess Myers is with us. So you do remember Jan Mersak during his golden days his, with the Detroit Red Wings? His whopping forty-six games with the Red Wings. You know, is that I what don't. It was? I don't you recall. Him up good. Yeah, I, I looked him up because I don't recall him. I had never heard of him. Of course, I had never heard of the American goalie before either. And <laughs> no, I, I, I actually didn't. allegedly know this sport a little bit. So, uh, thanks, Gary. Look at look at what we got now. Yeah, We've got uh, you know guys nobody's heard of playing. You know, teams nobody cares about at times that nobody can watch. It's uh, we're right back to where we started with in in like uh, Sarajevo or something. Like I that. would guess Juan, Jan Mersek probably never had a two-goal NHL <laughs> game. Uh, certainly not two that quick, right? Uh, no, no. 137 yeah. left to tie it, and then only 38 seconds. I didn't see the winner. What uh, what happened? Just, over? They just skated down and shot it in the net? The Americans got the puck first. I mean, granted, it's okay. only 38 seconds, so it's you know yes, it's three on three. It ta- doesn't take a while. And as you know, with three on three, it's just all about possession. If you've got the puck yeah. you got a chance to score if you don't have the puck you're in deep trouble and you know the americans had a chance didn't well, get a I shot didn't know on they net. went to a three on three yep. right off the they, bat they yeah. go to three on three right off the bat although uh, unlike the nhl i don't think you get a loser point for this one i think you're just losing. no no, no. <laughs> and uh so they do five minutes of three on three and then they will do a shootout if they're still tied after okay. three on three but you know just like the nhl the three on three is just wild and crazy and uh you know mersak somebody else gets a shot mersak gets a rebound boom boom bang it's over I mean, it's just one of those. Somebody said there were chants of Slovenia in the <laughs> arena. Well, it wasn't. It had to be Canadians or something. Of course it was. was. I thought it was, was no, Russians. There was no Slovenian hockey fans there. They don't. I didn't even know they played, this, to be honest. This is one of the great things I love. Like, you see this at the World Juniors, too. And, and you know, you see it in, in NCAA play, obviously, where... Other countries just adopt a team because they're oh, playing yeah. somebody you don't like, you know. Oh, so yeah. well, so you get all I... the Finns cheering for the U.S. if they happen to be playing Canada or or, or vice versa, you know. <laughs> I announced today, in fact, down in the press box here, when it's time to write my last column for the Star Tribune, it's going to be about how the Iron Curtain was the worst thing that ever happened to international. The, when the Iron Curtain came down, it was the worst thing that ever happened to international sports. Really? A, it made us the bad guys, right? Used to be the sure, big red sure, machine. Sure. The Soviet Union, they hit, you know, even the countries that were part of the Soviet Union hated the Soviet Union, right? Yep. They were the bad guys. Now we're the bad guys. Plus, Yugoslavia. They play basketball, and the U.S. had to worry about it. Now there's six countries. There's, we don't need six countries. You don't, you don't worry fine. about Montenegro like you no, once did? No, one was fine. One was fine. You know, Slovenia is one of the six. You know, wow. what the, What the heck? What, you know, they, what, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, what what you're plus seeing? Plus East Germany, we, that was great. Well, okay, you could make this argument. Who who did the breakup of the Soviet Union uh, or the Iron Curtain? Who did it hurt worse? Did it hurt international sports or did it hurt the James Bond franchise? Because <laughs> yeah, well, that, you know we haven't true. had a good Bond villain since the uh, Soviets went away. Yeah, I don't that think. is that is true. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's one thing Putin's doing. He's getting us back to uh, being very skeptical about Russia. Again, so. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this is it. It is uh, a complete travesty. Now the good news is Jordan Greenway got a goal for uh, 
for uh, the U.S. to make it 2-0. And he uh, not only the uh, first African-American ever to play for the U.S. hockey team, but a uh, future North Star perhaps as soon as the season, as, as the Olympics end. Huh? See, any any chance they'll turn him pro? I think so. And, and you know, they made that little move last week where they got that defenseman from New Jersey and they traded Mario Lucia over there. Part of that was to free up a contract. You know, you can only have yeah. so many contracts, and they were at the limit. So part of doing that was now they've got a free contract that they can use. The bet is Boston University is not going to make the NCAA tournament, okay. uh, which means, you know, roughly a month from now, he would be available. Boston University, by the way, lost the bean pot on Monday night. They lost to Northeastern. Oh, Northeastern, Northeastern had not won a bean pot since 1988. So it's congratulations fantastic. to the Huskies. Yes, and, uh, and they, BC they plays probably fourth. The, by, by, they've won the fewest too, right? Yeah, they uh, they have won the fewest. Long How long have we had the bean pot? The bean pot's been around. I want to say 1958. They started it, and yeah, it's, uh, a, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. They still draw decent crowds, right? Oh yeah, it's still a big deal. I mean, it's you know they don't well, sell it out. Is, but it's, it's what one Monday and then the next Monday. Yeah, right? it's it's one Monday and then it's May. It's either the next Monday or two Mondays later. But okay. it's it's two Mondays. You know, about this time of year. And and you know it's been BC and BC and BU uh, seemingly forever, but Northeastern made noise and got to the championship game a couple of years ago, and then finally they uh, they won it and they won it decisively, like five to two or something like that. So that's God bless it. the Huskies. I tell you, that's why ours didn't work. We had a lousy name. Uh, you've Our said it before. Series should have the been Herbie. the Herbie. Yep, Herbie. We would have filled her up in honor <laughs> of Herbie. Not filled her up, but we would have had enough people to keep it going. Yeah, I... our problem was uh, the, having five schools. That was the that right. Was you always because you always had to rotate one out, you, and that because uh, you know that it's was... perfect out in uh, Boston because they got four and poor old underdog Northeastern and uh, my, I, I maybe I had a I had a nephew. Yep. who was a good hockey player at Armstrong. And he was offered a scholarship to Northeastern, and he went to and he went to the USHL, and then he went to St. Cloud State instead. And I said, Boston, there's more college students in Boston than any city in the world. How can you not go to Boston? Go to Boston. You know, you get to play in the bean pot, and you're in Boston. You know, more students than any place in the world. The the one thing about the Boston schools, though, the campuses are weird because they're oh, right they in the are. middle of the city. You know, well, BC is nice. B- BC is a little suburban. Yep. But Boston, you you might get hit by the train. Right. Goes right through. You the, know, it's just it's just like a right series of buildings of in the middle of the city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the Green Line amazing. runs right through the heart of what what amounts to the campus there. Uh, yeah. And and Northeastern's you know pretty similar too. Northeastern's got a little bit more of a neighborhood, and it's close to Fenway, so it's kind of a fun area of town and the great thing about northeastern too uh matthews arena where they play you know opening like 1910 it was the original oh, really home. still going yeah huh? original home of the celtics and they've you know they've remodeled it <laughs> oh, really? i mean oh it's, it was called boston arena when it opened so that that gives you an idea but it's just one of those classic old you know metal girder kind of barns and the fans are right on top of you and you know just just one of the classic hockey rinks out there yeah so. they used to uh, the boston newspapers i'm sure they don't anymore but they used to cover those i mean they they had a loyalty to their local colleges that was most big newspapers didn't. They covered the hell out of uh, of uh, college hockey out there. The classic uh, joke on Cannon, right? Oh yeah, joke on Cannon. Yeah. The classic beanpot story. About seventy eight, they had just a raging blizzard, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, so guys were stuck there, and they they get the BU team on a bus. And they mm-hmm. finally get them back, you know, going down Commonwealth Avenue at two miles an hour, mm-hmm. and they're getting closer to campus. 
And there's a good bar there called the Dugout where they all go. Yeah. And uh, and the players are saying, hey, just let us off here. You don't need to take us back to campus. And the coach says, I can't let you off at a bar. I'll get in trouble. He says, but there's a church right across the street. Everybody's going to Mass. Okay, anybody wants to go to Mass, get <laughs> off the bus. say they're going to Mass. Yeah. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and the Terriers got off the bus, and I don't know if anyone actually went to Mass. But... Those are some of my favorite Wooger stories is back in the bus rides when we weren't so worried about uh, we, we weren't so worried about uh, our youth and uh, <laughs> then when they, they have the six packs in the back for sure. the, the older guys and all that. And hell, half your hockey team now is 21 anyway. So Surdy used to tell a story about getting off a, a long bus trip from I don't know where they were coming from, someplace in the UP. And players getting into their cars in the deck parking lot, and one of them driving right into a light pole. <laughs> said, okay, maybe we should maybe tone uh, it down yeah, on the bus might, a little we bit. We might just have a couple of beers instead yeah. of all kinds of... All right, we'll be back. Jess Myers, the hockey half hour, the wild. All your concerns, folks, are BS. They're just fine. Feel the power. Horsepower, that is. The Ride with Royce on 1500 ESPN. Back here at the TCL Broadcast Studios on The Ride with Royce on 1500 ESPN. This portion of The Ride is brought to you by Metafast. Getting you caught up on the week in pucks. It's the Hockey Half Hour with Jess Myers. Combination that requires the highest level of conditioning, speed, creativity. On The Ride with Royce. Are you ready for a piping hot take, Jess? Absolutely. The Wild Always. will win a the Wild will win a playoff series. Will win a playoff series. They're they're wow. they don't lose at home. They got a yeah, fantastic right. home record. But by, by the way, who's better in this division than them? Who's better? Nashville, maybe? Nashville maybe. Dallas maybe. Yeah. And I'm going just off the fact that the last time they played Dallas was on the road and it was like six to one or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like Dallas that. has got some talented offensive guys, but I don't you know, this I, I think we've uh, put a lot way too much trauma in the uh in this team. We we keep forgetting that it's an eighty two game season and you're gonna throw up some clunkers. You can't get traumatized every time you throw up a clunker. All time franchise Point streak at home now, by the way. 10-0-3 in their last 13 yes. uh, home games. So you're right. What's they, the they panic just, about? They They're just, pretty good. They just They're don't lose at home. Good. The goalies, Dubnik's playing great again now. He's having he's having a hot his hot streak this year a little later than he had it last year, right? And they take a three-goal lead in every game now. The last, yes. Last yeah, three well, games, get, they've yeah. been up 3 nothing. Everybody says, yeah, but they don't hold them. Well, what the hell? They, if you get three right off the bat, you win three to two. That's all, fine. All my joking on Twitter about a two-goal lead being the worst lead in hockey, which is, played uh, out again today, by the way, for the Americans, because they yes. were up 2 nothing. Yes. Uh, no, a three-goal lead is the goofiest lead for the Wild, because it just seems to bounce all over the place. Plus, and this is my great provincial Minnesotan milestone. I don't know if you saw, last night, Wild versus the Rangers, eight Minnesotans in uniform. Oh, it, was, wow. it, it was a record. It's happened once before. Uh, so, so how good is uh, Stan Shea's uh, grandson Brady? Brady is pretty good, and, he's, uh, and so he's, are he and McDonough their two best defensemen. Yes, I would think so. Now they keep talking that they're going to move defensemen though, and McDonough might be available, but he's injured. So you know, I don't know how much people are going to pay out for him right now. And by the way, NBC Sports Network right now is replaying the U.S. Uh, Slovenia game. By the Ooh, way, so if, if you didn't get enough draw. the first time. 
Yeah. Mm. Is anyway. Doc over there? Did we send Doc over there? I don't there? think Doc is over there. I think no, he, he's got it too good over here. He home for the yeah. regular season games. Yeah. Know, who wants to go? So, uh, but anyway, yeah, look at their home. Look at the way they, what have they lost? Like four games at home all year? Something not like many. That? And not if you, I mean, if you if you don't count the. Although you, you're you the one who always says those those overtime losses are still losses. So they. Oh, they, they are. They yeah. are. Yeah. That's what I mean. But, uh that's that's okay. It doesn't hurt you in the standings. No. You know, you only give up. But I I look at the teams they're playing. St. Louis is hell. They're going to be lucky to make the playoffs. They're falling like a rock. Yeah, and Chicago's all but given up. I mean, they're, they're Chicago's. They're, yeah, they're they're, they're start, out of the picture. Um, we're going to start worrying about next year. I, Anaheim's, I, I, Anaheim's I, pretty well done. Yeah, I I don't know who's and. Uh, the, and, they, and the Kings are making trades, so they're at least pretending like they're still interested. You know, they 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 got rid of Marion Gabrick yesterday, and I had no idea he was actually still playing because I know, saw him. I didn't know he was playing until I was watching a Kings Wild game one night, and he was uh, skating <laughs> around there. That was the only. Hey, but but Winnipeg's not better than they are, are they? Winnipeg's okay. I don't think no, overall they're better. They're they, you know, and they play very good at home. The flop they, they, of the year in the NHL has got to be Edmonton, though. Yes. Oh, oh God. How about terrible. last year? How'd the, that happen? In the playoffs, it was all those young guys that they talked about and how oh, bright the man. future was, and they just got nothing. I mean, this. Collar, Collar last year, who's, I really respect his hockey uh, enthusiasm and uh, to a degree his knowledge, but last year he was basically saying. This was the Wilds' last chance because Connor McDavid is going to go to the next five championship finals, and uh, they're they're not even going to come close to making the playoffs. It's good to score goals, but you do occasionally have to stop the puck, and that's one thing they just haven't done. So yeah, so the four teams that are just out of it in the West are Arizona, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Chicago. They're they're done. Uh, Colorado, for all their you know winning ten games in a row, they're kind of on the bubble. Anaheim's, well, they, uh, they Anaheim's were, nobody's trouble. more surprised at Colorado being in the race than Colorado. <laughs> right. They were exactly. They were you know they hired a coach nobody ever heard of, and uh, we're going to rebuild, and all of a sudden they got hot. But and then that plucky Calgary team could still make the playoffs. That that would be interesting to see. But but of course. The the playoff series everybody wants. Who gets to go to Vegas for the first game of the playoffs? You know that's oh yeah. You know, How about and, them again last night? They were getting beat, and they came back and won. Yeah, uh, uh, thirty-seven they're wins. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous to see. You know what they've done and and how badly they've controlled the West with you know what was supposed to be this makeshift lineup and you know you get guys like James Neal who oh, know how to they, score they goals. They really and... did give them the biggest break that any expansion teams ever oh, had. Oh, absolutely. And that's what you get for five hundred million. And it looks like Seattle's rounded up the money, huh? That, yeah, uh, they're yeah. going to be the other team. So. Quebec, Quebec out there saying, "What about us?" Well, sorry, you know you're not no, a wait you're, you're not Arizona. a top fifteen TV market. And well, and... here's their problem too: is uh, they want teams west because they have. Every Everybody jammed up out east because they have to. They have to balance it out. They've got sixteen teams in the east and only fifteen in the west. So they Quebec's only chance would be Florida, right? Yeah, Florida or Arizona or one of those teams. Then, are... then you're back to too many teams in the east. But I suppose you can move somebody to the west. Yeah, you uh, could put Columbus in the west or somebody like that. Yeah. Anyway, I think. You know the the angst I see whenever the Wild don't play a great game, uh, particularly from the co-host of the morning show. Here, is, uh, how <laughs> oh, can, he how he Judd still get, wants to blow it up. He he, wants Judd, he still wants to blow it up. They're going to win a playoff series. <laughs> They're going to win a playoff series. You have my personal guarantee. 
It, it looks it's like... It's as strong as my guarantee that the Vikings are going to beat the Eagles, by the way. Well, how, how, how much fun would this be? It looks like if they started the playoffs today, they would play Winnipeg in round one. I mean, how be, much fun oh, be would that kind of that neighborhood rivalry... Fantastic. Oh, with all those Jets fans coming down here, and uh-huh. oh goodness, and let's get like a a Blue Jays series against the Twins the same weekend, and then has we'll just Winnipeg be... been to Vegas yet? I think they. Well, I don't know. Uh, that. No, I know Edmonton went, and half the city went. Down oh there. sure. And uh, if Winnipeg goes out there, they might destroy the town. Keith Keith Ballard was telling me when he was playing for the Coyotes, that was always their best crowds, is when they were playing Western Canadian teams because you get all those snowbirds coming down to Arizona. You know, hey, let's go play golf for a couple of days and watch the Canucks play. All right. Hey, our Gophers uh, get to, got, finally got a sweep uh, against the uh, Buck. Not only did Tony Granato's team get swept while he was out of town, but then he gets beat by Slovenia. Yeah, uh, not so good. No. <laughs> but and, they, the, and they've uh, got a tough Ohio State team this weekend. I mean, uh, give credit to, to Steve Rollick for what he's done with the Buckeyes. He's uh, they're, they're second best in the, in the Big Ten right now and probably should have won an NCAA playoff game last year. He got beat by a good goalie in Minnesota Duluth. Uh, but, yeah, you know, there'll be no pushover this weekend coming to Mariucci. We'll be back and uh, find out what's happening on the Great Outdoors show tonight. Real quick here, uh, last year I wrote a column on the 1959 YZ High School basketball team that won the state championship. The coach, Jack Thurnblad, Blad, uh, 96 years old, uh, still going strong. I called him up. He was playing the slots at the Flamingo in Las Vegas. Jack passed away this week at age 97, a great character and beloved by uh, all the players that had him at YZ and at Carlton. What's going on? YZ at... was probably like a little hick town out on the oh, lake it back was. then, too. Oh. They graduated 140 that year. That's crazy. We're going to talk about Pheasant Fest. It's kind of show season Ooh, now in the okay. uh, in the outdoor world, so that's in Sioux Falls this weekend. We're also going to talk, there's a uh, of movement out there called Free the Fighter. They want to encourage smallmouth bass fishing on Mille Lacs because, you know, Mille Lacs walleyes is such a mess still. So uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk to some guys about that. And women getting out there ice fishing in bigger numbers, and that's uh, kind of a fun topic. All righty. Uh, Dennis Anderson, Jess Myers coming up on the Great Outdoors Show. Manny, we'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks, Jess. Sounds good.